I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays talking about the options and talking about sweet time I asked him when it sank in that this might really be the Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, and happy Father's Day once again from Mike Gandolfo and Kelly Patrick here at the 1450 WXVW Studios. This is the Weekend Sports Buzz. Make sure you call in the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line. I got it right that time. You nailed it. We are going straight to the Buzz Line right now, where we have uh, our favorite Hoosier of all time, The Truth. How you doing this morning, Truth? Happy uh, Father's well, Day. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there and the ones who ain't a father. You take care of your nephew. You're still playing the father figure in somebody's life, and that's good. Hey, what's going on? We got the NBA uh, draft this week, and your Cincinnati Reds is barely hanging on the threads of day 10, 10, 10. Well, they got another injury. Devin Mesoraco out for the year. Oh, my goodness. Cozart's out for the year. I mean, it's just like it, it's – it's it's so painful, but yet they still they took two out of three against the Tigers. I mean they, uh, you know they still they they're yeah. only four games under five hundred I think or five games under five hundred and you know they're just uh, they're one good stretch away from you know being back in the conversation for the wild card. But it's like uh, yeah. that's what's so good about that wild card if you can just play five hundred ball to about July and get a little hot the last two months. You- you can really get in the, the playoff on the wild card. Hey, let me tell you something I heard about Indiana Pacers was the wish list who they like to draft. They got Willie Cauley staying on there. They got Chemisty, and they got uh, Trey Lau. That's the three they got on this, uh, who they, if they still on the board. I heard that yesterday. Now, they're drafting, they're 11. So, Willie Cauley being, I think, available at 11 might be a little bit of a long shot, but definitely definitely possible. Um, Trey, uh, I think Trey's probably got a better chance of being there, and I think that would be a great fit. I, I'm of, of the thinking that Trey Lyles is the guy in this, out of this Kentucky group. I mean, Carl's going to be great, and he's going to have a great career, but... Trey Lyles, to me, is the one that's going to be the absolute steal out of that group. Um, me too. And I, I really think if he gets to play at home, that would be fantastic. Right, good. They, they'll, they'll sell the tickets. Absolutely. Kaminsky will definitely be available that late. I don't see anyone before then taking Kaminsky. Hey, I got a question to ask you. What do you think about that thing keeping the baseball won't give it back to A-Rod? I think it's a good thing. Make A-Rod spend some of that money. Well, I mean, absolutely. If you catch that ball, you should at least get some. You should at least get a whole bunch of gear and get a little. I mean, A Rod, we were talking about that earlier. What's A Rod making? Twenty-seven million dollars a year, Kelly? Something like that. I made that up, but I think it's something like that. Yeah, he's he's in that conversation, and it's like you know, give the kids something for the baseball. Uh, you know, hey, don't forget about that. When he broke the home run record, he uh, passed somebody up. He got an extra six million dollars in his bonus. This is the year where he get all the. His goody prize where he passed people up. Did you know I didn't know A-Rod had over 2,000 RBI? He's the second man ever in the end, basically. And you know what's so sad about this? If A-Rod averaged 40 home runs and 40 steals, he could have still been the best player ever played the game. He definitely could have been. I mean, when he was early in his career, 
with him and Junior playing together. And Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson on that team, yeah. Jay Buhner. Oh, my goodness. They would have been able to keep that group together, you know. Man. Or gotten, uh, I, you know, or maybe had Junior and A-Rod a little bit more in their primes together. You know, I don't know. But it's just, uh, it, yeah, it's amazing to see what he's done. And, of course, he's always going to be have the steroids on him. And so, you know, none of these steroid guys have made it into the Hall of Fame yet, but how, yeah. do, you, how do you leave A-Rod out of the Hall of Fame? How do you leave Pete Rose out? And I'm going to leave you all with this question. Why is the people not talking about the NBA champion? They spending more time talking about King James and his coach uh, can't get along. Uh, is we gonna fall? I think that's take away. But Golden State done so. They play defense. They were the first team I ever seen could shoot outside and win the championship. And we should be giving them the praise. Yeah, I I, I agree. Truth. I mean, obviously LeBron's the one who moves the needle. So. And I think everyone's still trying to see what's going to happen. Do you think? Uh, do you think that Dave Black coaches the Cavaliers next year? I hope he coaches. I hope they stack the deck out, and I like to see a final Kobe Bryant against King James, and Kobe go in there and kick his butt and sweep him, and Kobe walk away in the sunset and sit in the front office with the Lakers <laughs> and start all over. Is that your team? Are you a Lakers fan? Or are you just a Kobe oh, fan? Oh, listen, listen. I think uh, Kobe Bryant, the greatest player since Light Spread. I think Kobe's the greatest player ever played basketball. Yes, I'm a big Lakers fan. Okay. So you like Kobe even over Magic? Oh, God. I think, uh, Magic, listen, Magic went to five uh, NBA finals. One, but Magic, here's the separate Kobe and Magic. I've been telling people, Kobe played defense. Magic had an all-around game. Magic could Magic never did make uh, the Lakers uh, when we was winning the championship with Magic. They couldn't. The only guy could uh, could stop us playing defense was Michael Cooper. The rest of them had to double team. And Kareem was uh, you get past and Kareem could swap, throw these big hands and block the shot. That's what separate Kobe and Magic. All right, Kobe was all-around player, defense and offense. All right, Just truth. Look on the, all right, let me ask you something. You know, how can I leave not asked by the Hoosiers basketball team? Yeah, I mean uh, they're gonna they're gonna continue to try to hunt for uh, maybe one more guy if they can get it. Um, I don't know if they will be able to get it. You know, I still I I honestly believe this. Okay, I feel like out of the three programs that IU has the best chance of being uh, being good next year. Like if I think IU is gonna be better than Louisville, and I think there's a chance. That I use better than Kentucky. I th- I think if, if I had to rank them right now, it would be IU one, Kentucky I, two, Louisville Purdue three. Purdue is better than IU. Purdue could be. I you know I still think there's some guard issues um, okay. that that they could have. I you know I really like the not only obviously they're getting Caleb Swan again and AJ Hammonds. I really liked from the way he played in high school at Oak Hill. Uh, the Basil Basil what's his last name? Whose dad played? Uh, is it some some donor or something? But he's an Indiana guy that I I yeah. think could be really good. And um, you know they got guys, and they're going to be better after being bad for a, a long time. Um, I see one of your I see one of your sons last night who played in the Derby Classic. He was here in Evansville. Uh, Jake Conlow. I, I was oh, he was I seen him at the Dust Bowl. Oh yeah, how's he doing? Ah, uh, he's. Uh, he said he's going to Ohio State. I told him I got to see it to believe it. 
Yeah, that's what he's. Uh, that's where he's committed now. I just uh, I feel for the kid because he's he needs to get uh, he needs to have a good people to kind of keep him in line and and have some good advisors around him to help him really get where he needs to be. So this is, a, I mean, Jaquan Lyles is an example where two years ago you would have been talking about this kid as a lottery pick, and how he's fallen is it's where, just been really sad. Where is he now? Well, he committed. He, uh, go ahead, Truth. He committed to Ohio State and. I but still I heard that they still want they still investigating in him about cheating on some kind of test. Did you hear about that, Mike? I've heard something about it, and I don't know how much there is to it. I mean, at some point it's going to be better off if he doesn't. If something happens at Ohio State, he's just going to be better off going to play overseas. And, well, you know, uh, I heard that too. I heard that too. I heard that yesterday. That's a strong thing that he might go overseas play basketball. Yeah. Well, I'm out of here. Forget, don't forget, Mike. With the Derby classes coming up, and we're going to do it again like we did last year. All right, man. This year, right, I hope right. so. All right. Truth, uh, bringing out the fact that uh, I guess that he thought Kobe was more versatile than Magic. Of course, Magic. Uh, you can make a case for that. Did Kobe ever? I'm sorry. Did Magic ever win a title without Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah, remember Magic started center one uh, year in the NBA Finals. That's Did Kobe true. ever so started he, he, center? He won the actual. In the finals, he did. Yeah. He won a series. But he's right from the standpoint of... If you of, always have Kareem on your team to win a title, that is something that needs to be taken into consideration. Well, Kareem and James Worthy. Kareem's arguably the greatest player ever. James Worthy, Hall of Famer. Yeah. But Kareem, in my opinion, may be the greatest basketball player to ever walk the face of the planet. Over Magic? Over Jordan. Over Jordan, wow. He won six NBA titles. He won three NCAA titles, three... National Player of the Year awards in college. Um, he's the all-time leading rebounder in the hi- history of the NBA. All-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. Um, very ridiculously underrated, in my opinion, is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Sure, it took him 22 years to do it all in the NBA, and that's why he's well. The you know how impressive that is for a seven-footer to be be able to play 22 years. I yeah, mean, every once in a while, those seven-footers can stick around and 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 stay around that long. But you're right, not that often. Um, but, but yeah, I would argue, I mean, what about that, Mike, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Lou Alcindor played college basketball, you were only eligible to play your sophomore, junior and senior year. Right. Couldn't play your freshman year. All couldn't th- dunk. Couldn't dunk. All three of those years, he won the national player of the year and the national championship. Yeah. Then he goes on to be the all-time winning scorer in the history of the NBA and win six NBA titles. Why does nobody ever talk about him as the greatest ever? Yeah, you know, that's a great point. I mean, I I don't because he's really never even really in the conversation. You know, why the hell not? Well, well, Chamberlain's more in the conversation. I feel like than Kareem Abdul Jabbar is, but uh, you know, that's, I think it's because Kareem Abdul Jabbar is known as being a uh, kind of like Barry Bonds is being a little bit of a jerk. Yeah, I think he's just to himself. You know, he's to himself, call, and, and some of his questions do come across very bitter. And you know, he's but he's great in the movie Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great role. I love that. The little kid clearly striking a chord with his dad's criticism of him. Yeah, let's see if we can find the uh, that clip for the. Uh, you you for the see next. if you can carry Walton and Lanier for forty eight <laughs> minutes. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, my dad always had me watch Airplane. Airplane's a great movie. Great movie. That you know, just there was some great stuff going on back then. But, a lot you know. of those scenes can be kind of controversial now that we, even though they don't have cuss words, I would not feel comfortable playing them like on the, the uh, like the speaking uh, jive. Speaking jive. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. That's controversial. That I don't know how well that would fly these days. Oh come on! I'm I'm not offended by it, but no, I mean, I don't think it's that bad. 
Do you think it's that bad? No. No. But I mean, yeah. I'm a, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Cream does probably deserve a little more run. A little more? He won six rings, three in the in the college ranks, and he's the all-time winning scorer in the history of the league. Yep. If I if that was me and I was sitting here and I could say that and everybody was going LeBron's the best no Jordan's the best no 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 you'd be like no and I'm the best no one ever mentioned your name I would be so mad and in some ways you get like the people again jumping over for from a position standpoint and going to Bill Russell because he won more NBA championships than anybody yeah I'm looking at the the combination of it all uh, but yeah he did a shot nobody else ever did skyhook. Well, there's people who did it. He was who? just the best. At who else? It. There's a, that was a that's a common shot. That's who not, else has done it? Not the way he has. Okay, that's what I mean. Sky hook. Arvidas had a baby hook. Uh, some people do baby. Ho- Shaq can do a baby hook. Bill Russell, eleven rings, in thirteen years. Aesthetically, nowhere near as as pleasing. No, I would. I mean, actually, I think it's kind of. I think it's beautiful, but personally, I but. do too. And and uh, it takes. Um, it take, look, here's one that pops up. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? I, I have that, seen a grown man naked. <laughs> that's a, a somewhat controversial. I typed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> airplane scene in, and that, that's what uh, comes up. So, yeah, there's there's um, plenty of controversial stuff. Let's see. I got it here. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. You are, Kareem. I've seen you play. My dad's got season tickets. I think you should go back to your seat now, Joey. Right, Clarence? Oh, he's not bothering anyone. Let him stay here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but just remember, my name is Roger Murdoch. He's pointing to his name tag. Pointing to his name tag. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. (laughs) And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Listen. Grabs him by the shirt. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. <laughs> Little kid looks terrified. Seven foot three man just grabbed him by the shirt, lectured him. Wait a minute. All right, so here's here here's where you got you got Jordan, same number of rings, but played in five less seasons, and oh, averaged more than thirty points a game in those seasons where Abdul Jabbar didn't even average twenty five points a game. So if Jordan has the longevity that Kareem Abdul Jabbar has, and he passes him on that scoring list, I don't know. That's true. Another aspect would be this, in my opinion. And Jordan didn't play with. With Magic and with... He played with Pippen Worthy. and Rodman. Pippen's only good because he played with Jordan. You could say the same about Magic? No. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. No, don't, don't no Pippen was great. Pippen, was a, Pippen, again, was a very good role player that Jordan made made into a very... Made him seem to be one of the uh, you know, great players at his position. And Jordan played in an era of college basketball where there was more parity. Of college basketball? No, Louisville was good, so there couldn't have been that much parity. <laughs> Georgetown was good, right? No, Georgetown was pretty good. Yeah, they were all right. There were some other good programs at that time. Yeah, Houston. Also, Houston wasn't by Slamma Jamma. Jamma. Um, but I think that guards get the benefit of the doubt in the eyes of the casual guy. Because they got the ball in the hands more? They got the ball in the hands more. I can relate to them more. 
also. They're more aesthetically pleasing. They have to get creative with it more. If we're talking total overall effectiveness of a basketball player, it's not very exciting to watch a 7-3 guy grab a rebound and then shoot a layup two feet from the basket. Although that position is those 7-3 guys are starting to become a lot more athletic and a lot more agile and a lot more fluid with the basketball, a la, you know, well, really, I'm going to go with, with Garnett being the first one to kind of change that position. But, it's changed, but certainly. Durant I, I wouldn't say for the and better. And Anthony Davis. Dirk Nowitzki. And Dirk Nowitzki, soon to be Carl Towns. Do you think he's in that similar mold as those guys? No, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say I would say he's is, almost more of a more traditional Big guy, you know, that's funny. That Kareem Abdul-Jabbar type guy. He didn't. He didn't play with his back to the basket until he got to Kentucky, and so Cal threw him down there and made him play with his back to the basket to show his versatility. But he can handle the ball and he can shoot it. So, from the standpoint of that, he's comfortable handling the ball and he has he has better ball skills than most big men. Yes, obviously he doesn't have the same kind of build as a Anthony Davis or or Kevin Durant, but. you know, he's more physical. He's more physical. Willie Cauley Stein's a freak of an athlete for someone that size, right? Definitely. I mean, you just didn't get that that much back then. So, uh, leads us into the NBA draft a little bit. And truth to talk about that a little bit, we got we got a really good shot of having four Kentucky Wildcats selected in the lottery. How excited does that make you, Kelly? Oh my goodness! I, I'm falling out of my seat. I'm so excited. I would say that that's probably a what a 75 to 80 percent chance that that happens. That we have four Wildcats selected in the in the lottery. In all seriousness, that is absolutely amazing. Dude, and then you don't win the national championship. Is that the story? That's the story to me. Cal has to go. No, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. But uh, you know. We'll see then where Montrez goes to. Looks like Montrez late teens, early 20s. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Sounds about right. I think he'll play for a while in the NBA. I do. I think, I think he's the- going to be a bust. Um, a bust. A bust. And then uh, hopefully Terry makes it into the first round, which I think right now looks pretty good. You know, I think uh, he's uh, worked himself into that spot where he could have a chance at the the late first round, if not early second round. Will he stick around? I, I think so. Yeah, I think he will. Um, we'll see, though. I mean, I don't I don't know if he'll ever be a star. I think he's always going to be kind of that role player. Uh, NBADraft.net mock draft right now has him being selected by Cleveland with the 24th pick, which is probably the highest I've seen him in a long time. Um, going to play with King James, you know. They definitely would have – Cleveland would have loved to have had a Terry Rozier this year. Instead of relying just on Deladova for taking deep fadeaway threes? Well, here's here's the ceiling to me for Terry Rozier in the NBA, and you tell me what you think. Sixth man of the year. Okay, I like it. Yeah. He'd be a great spark off the bench. Well, when you got a guy – That's not a bad thing. I mean, hell, look at Manu Ginobili. Look at Kevin McHale. That for, is a good place to be. A guy who can play either guard position – Maybe not good enough to to start at either guard position, but still be able to hold his own. Cleveland would have loved to have a Terry Rozier type player this year, um, with all their injuries and and who they had to rely on. So, a guy who's going to defend, you know, he's quick, athletic, uh, can shoot it a little bit, can take it to the rack, uh, can handle it good enough to to, to play point guard. I, you know, what do you think of Truth's point that we're paying too much attention to this Cleveland Cavaliers team? And I'm not trying to be critical of you, but we are. We're talking more about this Cavs team than giving credit to this Warriors team. Don't we always focus more on what we think is broken? 
Yeah, yeah. But but why not Steph Curry and his ascent to the uh, top of the mountain and his MVP? He, sure, he didn't win the finals MVP, but he doesn't care. I don't think he's losing any sleep over that. No. He's the MVP of the NBA, and, and he's an NBA champion. Yep. I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, are they going to read? He's an Under Armour guy. Um, <laughs> we just want to throw that out there. Best golfer in the world right now, Under Armour guy. Best basketball player right now, Under Armour guy. Um, you know, in not only that, but just the way that the Golden State Warriors did it. You know, overall, just playing playing bas- team basketball with Andre Iguodala winning the Finals MVP after. You know, not starting a game, graciously giving up his starting spot, and then when he was called on late in the playoffs to start again, they, you know, he he pulled up and he he just basically gave the team whatever they needed. That is going to be something that's going to be featured on something like a thirty for thirty in twenty years. Absolutely. Who's the guy who was from Chicago? He was Isaiah Thomas's friend. He was on the Pistons bad boy. He was traded. Was they, it Adrian they, Danley? No, no, no. They acquired him. I'll bring it up. But no, they, I know who you're talking about. I got to. They acquired him, but he had previously been a a um, all star. Yeah, one of the top picks in the NBA draft from the they, Mavericks. Sounds right. And, and he graciously said, "Oh no, I don't need to start." And that just feeds so well into. It wasn't Dantley. No. Did they? Uh, Dantley didn't win a title with. Them. No, he didn't. I'm trying. I'm to talking about a guy who's part of the the bad no, boys. I know, and I can. I'll bring Freaking it up. Freaking think who this guy is, and I'm blanking on it. I'll um, bring it up right here. I'm doing a search for the roster. Um, but that is something that is a – basketball is a team sport. And guys like Dennis Rodman and guys like um, – who's another good example, Mike? Uh, uh, that will just do all, the, that will do all the dirty work? Yeah, yeah, do all well, the dirty work. Anyone on that Pistons team. <laughs> yeah, or will play the role. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it is scoring. But it doesn't have to be. You know, it was Mark Aguirre, wasn't it? Mark Aguirre, yep. yes. And he, he graciously said, um, this is for the betterment of the team, and um, I think that, that that I should back out. Is Adrian Dantley the guy that started ahead of Rodman before Rod? Well, Adrian Dantley, I think, is who they traded for Mark Aguirre, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, but I think that Adrian Dantley was the starter for the Pistons, okay? Yep. And then Dennis Rodman was known as a great energy guy off the bench. Then Dennis Rodman comes in. I watched this 30 for 30 the, the other day. The bad boy's 30 for 30 is awesome. It's amazing. I watched the whole thing, and I loved it. But Dennis Rodman comes in. you have a boner right now? I, uh, more than that. <laughs> okay. But he, I, he comes in, and he, he says that, he, he, well, do you guys think I should start? And Dennis Rodman's known as being a, a, a guy who just grabs rebounds and has energy and plays good on-the-ball defense. And he gets to start ahead of Adrian Dantley. And it turns into a big deal. Dantley, I believe, is the one who it was, is, is very disenfranchised by it. And then it, Dennis Rodman goes on to win Defensive Player of the Year that year. Yep. Those, those teams, man. But, I mean, that – so, you know, now you've got situations where the Spurs win last year with a, with a team concept, you know, where you got all these guys kind of playing their roles and doing their thing. You got Golden State very much in that same light team concept. Exactly, that's what's winning. The Hawks have the regular season with the team concept. The no, not any kind of like none of these guys that were just like superstar coming out of college. You know, high ego guys. Um, because even though Duncan was a superstar coming out of college, Tim he Duncan's put, far from a high ego guy. He played four years. Yeah. I just uh, – hopefully this is a sign that basketball is moving in that direction. 
And if that's the case, I think that's what makes a Terry Rozier that much more draftable as and a Devin Booker that much more draftable. Devin, you know? Devin Booker certainly. Devin Booker's a lottery pick right now because of Steph Curry. And Clay Thompson. And Clay Thompson. His yep. game's similar to both. Yep. Right? Right. A lot of guys on this Golden State team that are um, like Leandros Barbosa playing a role. Um, guys who have experience. What about Draymond Green? He's another example. I've mentioned it Unreal. here on this show before. He played four years at yep. Michigan State. Who would have thought he'd be that good? Second in the NBA in receiving votes for Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. Who would have predicted that? Yeah. I mean, that's been, it's, he's, he has been just an integral part of this. Was he a McDonald's All-American? No. I don't think so. I mean, I'll check that out, but I, I, don't, I don't believe he was. I believe he was a decent you know, player coming out of high school, but he wasn't like a uh, – he wasn't a McDonald's All-American, if I don't remember. Let me just, let me just pull it up. So – the uh, the overall though we also had the NHL fo- uh, finish up and they they do a Conn Smythe Trophy that's their MVP trophy. I'm sorry. The NHL's MVP trophy for the playoffs is the Conn Smythe Trophy. Okay. Now the NHL gives the the MVP the Conn Smythe is given to the best player in the playoffs, not the Finals MVP. Where the NBA gives a Finals MVP trophy. Which one do you like better? The finals or just the entire should they playoffs? Get, should the MVP that Iguodala won, should it be just a finals MVP, which is, the NBA case is what it is now, or should it be the playoffs MVP? I think it should be the playoffs MVP. I kind of agree with that. I think so. And if so, who should have been the playoffs MVP? I don't think there's any question Iguodala should have been the finals MVP. Playoffs MVP has to be Steph Curry. See, I don't think that. Or you think LeBron right. James? I think it should have been LeBron. Yeah, okay. Well, it's tough to argue with that. <laughs> what LeBron did with this Cavs team is absolutely unprecedented. Am I wrong? No, I mean... He, that 2007 team had more talent than this. He really just kind of drugged this team and put them on his shoulders and went. I mean, absolutely I just, amazing. It was one of the most amazing things I ever saw. And, and, and so to that point, did, did Dave Blatt have anything to do with that? And yeah, he did. He stepped out of the way like he should have. So should he be coming? Should he come back, or is it going just? Is it strictly LeBron's decision whether or not he comes back? I'm, I'm sure it is, but I don't think that there's any question in my mind that David Blatt did what he needed to do. You can't blame this on either LeBron or David Blatt. If you're going to be the coach of LeBron, I don't care if you are Phil Jackson, the most uh, the most highly decorated. NBA coach ever, and who's still possibly a candidate to be coaching today. Uh, health issues aside, it could happen. It could happen. The Knicks are that bad. They, they are that bad. But I think even he, his strength, one of his biggest strengths to coaching LeBron would be his ability to step aside and say, LeBron, this is your team. Right? right. That's what being an NBA coach is. It's- That's why Rick Pitino didn't make it. That's why Scott Skiles just got back into it. But I question that he'll make it. Because if you're a hard ass in the NBA, doesn't fly. You name me one coach who wasn't a player's coach who won multiple titles or won a title. Well, how much? what does that say to, I think, for what's getting ready to happen in New Orleans with Alvin Gentry leaving Golden State and becoming the head coach at the uh, – being the head coach of the Pelicans? I think that's going to be a story to watch because I think he would, had a big part of what Golden State did this year. Sure. He was a former head coach. and um, First cousin of David Thompson. And I just feel like overall – the, from the chemistry standpoint, the culture that Golden State had, 
in the transition from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr, Gentry's the one who kind of held that all together. He gets down to New Orleans. I'm going to go out and say it right now. Anthony Davis is the MVP of the league next year. And, so, so, so you are attributing much of the success of the Warriors to Alvin Gentry. I think so. Or Gentry, however Gentry, you say it. Gentry. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Montgomery he, Gentry. We, man, we're tying all these things together. Golly, it's a Montgomery Gentry from circle. Kentucky, Anthony Davis, Kentucky. Oh, man, it's just, it's just crazy. This is unreal how we're doing this. Prince Fielder, uh, Cecil Fielder, we haven't even talked about that. No, Father's Day. So much to talk about here this morning on the weekend sports boat. <laughs> We gotta talk a little boxing here a little bit too. We do. I I'll have to you have to twist my arm into talking a little boxing. Just a little bit. I though. missed it. We want people to still tune in. I missed it, but our man Mike Gandolfo tuned into some boxing action last night. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. You know. I gotta admit, the I don't know and I, I really kind of posted it out there on Facebook to see what kind of response I got. Because you know, I'm not trying to be braggadocious, but I have a, a pretty large eclectic and large Facebook following. Sometimes when I post things, like I posted something about my kids right before that, like minutes, and it got you know a lot of activity from social media. And I posted something about boxing, and outside of our man Carlo Kellum and Brandon J. Lawrence and uh, Neil, who calls into the show every once in a while, that that was it. I mean, there was not even likes, or there was like two likes and like three comments about who cares about watching Adrian Bronner and Sean Porter last night. Battle of Ohio. Uh, Battle of Ohio, going out to Vegas to take it on. Porter looked fantastic, uh, at least compared to Adrian Bronner. I don't know. I'm I'm questioning how good Adrian Bronner is right now. Is that fair? Very fair. I, I think he also he moved up in weight too rapidly. But I, I did that too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I understand what that's like. I'm trying to go the other you, direction. You and Adrian Bronner, so many we, of the same we struggles. We went up in weight way too fast. So many of the same struggles. No, but I think so. Uh, Chris Mannix, I told you during the break, Sports Illustrated writer, very, very uh, good reputation, um, said that outside of Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, Saul Alvarez, Canelo, and Miguel Cotto, that the fifth most recognizable name in the sport of boxing to the casual sports fan across the United States is Adrian Bronner. I still say Andre Ward is... He deserves it yeah. on the, you know. But more paper. people know who Andre Ward is, I would think, than Adrian Bronner. Do you? Yeah. Don't well, you? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, TMZ is a very successful website. That's true. How often is Andre Ward on TMZ? Well, that's, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> no, it's a good thing if you're looking for a great Olympic champion, an Olympic gold medalist. But if you're looking for TMZ fodder, then. Him and Dustin Johnson are the guys. Him and Dustin Johnson are your boys. Kelly yeah. Patrick, soon to be on TMZ, hopefully. Yeah, is that if your everything goal? goes right. George Michael, huh? Yeah. All right, first hour in the books. We will be right back on the other side of this commercial break with the second hour of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Mike Adolfo and Kelly Patrick wishing you a very happy Father's Day. Still young, that's your fault. There's so much you have to know. Find a girl, settle down. If you want, you can marry. Look at me. I am old, but I'm happy. 
Welcome back to the second hour of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Mike Gandolfo and Kelly Patrick here on 1450 WXVW. Again, wishing all the dads out there a very happy Father's Day. Obviously, sports fans, not always, but the majority of sports, the big sports fans are guys and a lot of dads and a lot of, a lot of memories of, uh, of childhood and, and dads and sons goes back to you know sports from things as simple as going fishing, which I did with my kids this morning, uh, playing catch in the backyard or... I remember my dad and I going to uh, to see the Super Bowl together, and just uh, a lot of a lot of great memories. And I know Kelly, you're the same. You got a lot of great memories of sports with your dad, and I know that you're trying to have great sports memories with your kids as well. Um, uh, I love this holiday for where it falls into the year, and in some ways, it means more to me than my birthday. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, my kids are my greatest accomplishment. They they are uh, for me also. So, At the same time, I'd be remiss. This is my, what, third year being on the air, actually, for Father's Day. Yep. And I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, give a, a solid shout-out to some of the greats in the sports world when it comes to Father's Day. Guys like Antonio Cromartie, Calvin Murphy, Evander Holyfield, Marshall Falk, Mike Tyson, Ray Lewis, Scott Skiles. <laughs> You're such a... Um, and I'm all- trying to get all serious and mushy, <laughs> and then you go... You go like that that direction with it. So. No, it, you're right though. It, it, it is um, the greatest accomplishment someone can do is to not only create a child, but the father a child, but, but, to, but to be right? in in and beyond that, I guess just to be a actual positive influence on your kid's life. And there's all sorts of people who do a horrible job at it. Yep, it's not that hard. No, to just avoid your kids. No, uh, hopefully that's not the, where I fall in, but I don't think that is so. Certainly not a perfect father, but I'd like to think that it's something I take pride in to, you know, and, and um, I mean, I, if you beat it out of me, I guess I'll read one of these lists. Yeah. What, are you, what list are you talking about? <laughs> the Debbie dads and the, the sports I guess world? if that's where we're no, heading. No, we're not going that way. <laughs> we're going positive. Positive. Okay. The, the, the kids woke me up this morning. My daughter, who's 11, uh, made me. I'm trying to lose a little weight. I'm, my dad. This is going back. I guess this is a shout out to my dad as well. My dad uh, kind of secretly was losing weight there for a while. What do you mean by secretly? Like he wasn't really making a big deal about it. And then I noticed one day, and then I said, "Dad, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm doing you know Weight Watchers or whatever else." And he weighed in, and he had gotten within ten pounds of me. And I'm like bound and determined not to be the fattest Gandolfo. So your dad so, weighs more than you. My dad weighs more than me. He's shorter than me, but not by much. Okay. And so I've been uh, losing weight. I've been I've been more motivated now than ever because I don't want my dad to pass me. Basically, is what it is. And the best part about this is my little brother. He's like he's traveling for work for the next seven months, and so he's on the road eating like crap. What's his weight like? He is definitely the smallest out of us, and, and he works with you guys guy. too. No, not anymore. He's he works for Wild Turkey, so he's uh he's doing a Wild Turkey tour. So my goal is to by Christmas, my dad and I continue to lose weight. He comes back around Christmas time eating like crap on the road, and he's going to be the biggest Gandolfo. Uh, it'll be fantastic, and then um, <laughs> you're hoping that he gains a bunch of weight. So my uh, not that you no, lose that weight. I wanna, we want to lose oh, weight okay. while he's gaining weight. So uh, my kids woke me up, made me some gluten free multi grain pancakes, which were uh, which were re- actually really tasty. And um, they we went fishing. They gave me cards. My, one card uh, from my little boy said, "Happy Father's Day to a dad who." 
almost loves sports more than these kids. And then you open it up and he goes, what are we, what are we kidding? You love sports more than your kids? Is that, that what the card that's said? That's what the card said. There's your sports radio host for you. And then uh, the second card my daughter gave me says that said something like, you open it up and it was like, uh, this is more than just a Father's Day card. And then you open it up and it was a fan went and he goes, it's a, it's a fan to, to wipe away your farts or whatever like that. And then there's like little voices saying, you know, was that the dog? And, you know. So much of, of sports is, in all seriousness, to go with your serious theme, uh, I, I'm a, a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan. Yep. Not because I grew up watching Ron Gant and Kevin Mitchell man the outfield for the Reds. No. It's because my father uh, grew up when he was young with the Big Red Machine. Well, and that's probably why you're a loyal fan, right? Um, yeah, we moved here in around 92, and we, we embraced, we loved basketball. Um, but we became, yeah, we became fans of the Cardinals together. My dad, born and raised in, oh, born in Richmond, raised in Lexington, and went to UK. And so I've just, and that's what you grew up, and that's what you do. You, you probably up. have all sorts of great memories of li- listening to the Kate UK games on the radio. Well, they, we actually had TV when I was a young kid. We, no, but I, I <laughs> did you listen to anything on the radio? Absolutely, Kate. How did you not listen to Kate? Exactly. How did you not listen to Jock Sutherland and and those guys too? I mean, um, on the Louisville side, we had. We've always had great, and we do now. You know, we have probably still got two of the best radio guys in college sports with Paul Rogers and Leach. And uh, overall, you those radio voices are a huge part of Marty and Joe for me. Uh, oh, was, yeah. I have so many memories of, of swimming in my dad's pool uh, with my brother, playing basketball or doing whatever we were doing in the pool, but listening to the Reds games in the background with Marty right. and Joe and and all those memories. Uh, that really is some of the best memories of my life. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, you know, there's nothing better than being out there in the summer, being on the deck and maybe having a cigar and a little bourbon and ha- watching the kids play in the yard while you're listening to the Reds game, you know? It, it, it's very, very true. My son is six, and he wears a Paul George jersey that we got him for his birthday. Wears it almost every day now. Yeah. Um, but you can see that the, the, he went to the basketball camp at Eastern High School this past week. I got to go see him. Yeah, up there. Um, he's going to a Rajon Rondo camp. He's six. He's the smallest kid at his camp. He can barely. I mean, he he he's, he can dribble and he can shoot on short goals, but he loves it because I I'm a basketball fan. So my little girl, since we're talking about basketball camps, if I can brag, yeah, two weeks ago does Luke Hancock's camp and okay. was named the overall female camper of the of the week. Wow, for How? all age groups. Really? Yep. How old is she? She's eleven. And then she did a camp last week. She did a camp in the morning, a camp in the afternoon, and did her AAU stuff in the evening. We totaled it up to being like thirty-two hours of basketball that she did. And then next week she's going to do Derek's camp. Uh, so shout out D- uh, Derek Anderson's camp is next week, starting tomorrow uh, at Collegiate. It's all day, eight thirty to four thirty. Derek was in here a couple weeks ago talking about the camp. Staminacamp dot com. If you want to sign up, it's not too late. I'm sure. Best deal in the city of Louisville, and Derek really teaches the game of basketball. Uh, friend of the show, obviously, Derek is, and um, we love uh, supporting him in any way we can. So she's really excited about that as well. You know, to be able to learn from an NBA champion and a college basketball champion, one of the greatest players to ever play at the University of Kentucky. Definitely. Both my kids were actually telling me about it uh, because they're both going to Rajon Rondo's camp, actually, too. So that's. Um, Really excited. Did you know, because their mom, Lexi, went to high school with Rajon Ron. Okay. And so they're date so him? excited. Did you date him? Dated him off and on. Are your kids a little biracial? <laughs> Just want to know. 
Are you sure? Did you have tests? In all seriousness, <laughs> Father's Day is, is very important and vital. I mean, Tom Brenneman, Marty Brenneman, relationships between son and father is very important within uh, Jack and Joe with, Buck within the, the world of sports. Definitely, Jack and Joe Buck. And then Joe Buck can now ruin the sport of golf from his terrible commentating on. Everybody hates Joe Buck. Oh my god, he's terrible, man. At everything, he's terrible. He's he is not. Do you feel like he's a good, even baseball guy? I do, yeah. Doesn't I'm not that critical of sports commentators. I don't hate Dick Vitale. No, I no. don't hate Dick Vitale. I mean, you just got to know where they're coming from. You know, I just That's what they bring. But the golf coverage on Fox has been atrocious. Okay. They brought back, like, the glow puck. But, but, but I know who Joe Buck is. Who else would be doing it? Uh, Fox shouldn't be doing it at all. I mean, Jim Nance needs to be the guy who's doing golf and, you know, there's just a certain there's a fine line. There's a cadence and a and a, a way to, is a great word. There's a way to 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 work golf, you know, golf events. Vern Lundquist. Yep. Um, there, there's a fine line of covering sports. You want somebody who's lighthearted, who can take it, you know, from a fan's perspective, but you want them to know what they're talking about. Experiments like Dennis Miller on Monday Night Football always come to mind. Yep. Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. <laughs> oh my God, that was terrible. Emmett Smith. Uh, Lennox Lewis doing boxing. That's I like awful. Lennox Lewis. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Uh, but, okay, but one extreme example, and I've had debates with my friends about this. What do you think of Charles Barkley and, and Shaq doing basketball in but NBA? they're good. They're good at what? They're good at being funny and entertaining. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Barkley will be extremely critical of, you know, obviously but, Kenny Smith's really, as far as the guy who's breaking it down the best, Kenny Smith's the guy who's breaking it He has to it work down. the hardest because he's nowhere near the household name. And Jalen Rose is good, too, even though that's different different channel, you know. Um, but Barkley bring, was bringing his. I love Barkley and Shaq. On there. I love seeing them wrestle. Don't Did you, you see like, them wrestle? No, I didn't see that. I love I saw, all that action. I saw Shaq fall. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. I love all that action, but but it's very highly criticized by many. Some people would prefer a stat guy, somebody like um, Max Kellerman or um, Bill Simmons up there. Saying, well, the Spurs are shooting 53% through this series. And historically, ha- there's no, no uh, point of reference when it comes to a 53% shooting NBA Finals team. Or, you know, I mean, there's, there's something to be said for that, too, is taking an actual uh, analytical uh, perspective on the whole thing. Yeah, if you're a hardcore sports fan, which most of us are. But, but that's not a rating strategy. The driver. Finals is about driving eyeballs. That's what the, the network, that's why we see. I would much see. rather have, and they're more entertaining. And they're more the name recognition is greater, and I I would have rather had the TNT guys work in the finals than uh, than the ESPN guys. Personally, I agree. I'll um, take Sha- Shaq and Barkley covering Major League Baseball. I think Barkley's awesome in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Don't you like Barkley covering the NCAA tournament? I do. I'm a big Barkley fan, no matter what. So I think it's been I th- from that standpoint, I've really liked it. I just. Uh, uh, you know, I love just I love how opinionated he is. He's and he's gonna he's not gonna shy away from it. You know, on the baseball side of things, Max Scherzer threw a no hitter, almost a perfect, almost a perfect game. Just about threw up in my mouth. How, how was it uh, that perfect game spoiled? And what is your opinion on it? All right, so the way it was spoiled was Max Scherzer got up early. He had two outs in the ninth inning, was on an O two count. 
to uh, Tabata was the I think he was a he even pinch hit in this situation if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, great thing about the MLB at bat app. If, by the way, if you don't have it, they do these live look-ins, especially on these historic events. So, you know, I'm listening to it on the radio. Uh, and then as soon as the Scherzer got to the last out, they, they went live and you could watch it on the screen. And, uh, so I'm sitting there watching. And by the way, ultimate bucket list, sports bucket list item for me is to be in attendance at a major league baseball game when a perfect game. Is <laughs> not a They're, no, not a no hitter. Well, I would a perfect s- game. A no hitter would be okay. And I would be okay. I've been at the bats. I was at the bat stadium when, uh, the kid from the Richmond Braves threw the first no hitter. And Slugger Field. Really? Yeah, I was there for that. I think that might be the only no-hitter so far in Slugger Field. I don't think a bats pitcher has thrown one yet. Anyway, uh, but I want to – that is my ultimate sports bucket list. Is the, you know, And, of course, that's you just got to get lucky. Um, you do. I don't know, though, if I would have wanted to be there when Roy Halladay did it against in the, the Reds. In the NL, <laughs> in the, uh, yeah. NL uh, playoffs? Yeah, that, that one made me very upset. But, anyway, uh, uh, two outs in the ninth. Scherzer gets up 0-2. The guy, is, the, the guy played his battle and foul, fouling off everything, gets the count to 2-2, two balls, two strikes. And I actually turned to my kids and said, this is a tough count because you know he's got to throw him something here to hit. And Scherzer threw a ball inside, not even that far inside, and Tabata just leans in and dips his elbow and, uh, and, and gets hit in, on the elbow and then takes off to first base. <laughs> I would love to hear Tabata's uh, response to that. Now, every, or, why, why his justification because it helps us on. If you can get on base, that helps your value as a as a player going forward. Okay, but there's unwritten rules in baseball. For example, one of the unwritten rules in baseball is if a kid, if somebody's got a no hitter, you don't try to bunt for a single. Okay, this is along those lines. You don't lean in. If 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 Scherzer had one get away and it hit him squared them back because it was just a bad pitch. But the umpire also has to have the guts to make the call and not give Tabata the base for leaning in to the pitch. He wasn't trying to protect himself. It's fairly obvious if you look into it, if you watch the video, that Tabata just tries to dick his elbow into the path of the ball and get plunked. This guy, if and I don't know if the Pirates and the Nationals, if this is the end of their season series or not, because it, it very well could be. This could be the last time they play today I'm talking about. If this Tabata guy is in the lineup, he is getting a ball in his back, 100% guaranteed. <laughs> that'll, that'll be interesting to follow. That'll help his on-base percentage. <laughs> it will. Because he'll, he'll walk away from the whole thing with a little bit of a sore back, but he'll be able to look at his baseball card next year, and he'll be able to say, look, I was two one-hundredths of a percent higher on-base percentage for those sabermetrics junkies out there. That helps his value. That helps his contract uh, for next year. And that's what I would be looking at if I were him, Mike. There's only been 23 perfect games in Major League Baseball history. And that's why they're so valuable. And we've been robbed of two of them in recent memory. Remember that guy? um, Don't tell me. I I don't remember the guy who threw its name. I think I remember um, um, the the ump who just was bawling. What's his name? Damn it. I knew it. But – the guy for wasn't he for Detroit? Yes, the Tigers. The the pitcher Galarraga. Galarraga, yep. And, and Jim something was the rest. Was it Joyce? Joyce. I think it was Joyce. And uh, so we've been robbed of these of these of these ter- yeah, it, is, it was Joyce. Jim Joyce? It was Jim Joyce. 
So we, I got one part of it. By you got the, the way, teamwork. That one right there, for me, obviously if we had replay today, that would have stood. I don't understand how baseball, because the Galarraga goes and gets the very next guy out, okay? I don't know how, there would have been nothing to change. Nothing would have changed at all if baseball would have stepped in and said, hey, this guy was out. We're giving him the perfect game. Except it would take the human element out of the sport, which had not been removed from the sport at that time, which would diminish the role it of all now. other perfect games out there. It is now. Because you can look back. How the many- guy threw a perfect game. The guy threw a perfect game. Who, Galarraga? Yes. He's not getting credit for it. He's not getting credit for it. Scherzer, How much does stuff like that help your, your, your contract negotiability? Look at Homer Bailey through two no-hitters. <laughs> now he's getting paid $100 million a year to sit on his ass. And destroy the Reds' franchise. Um, Armando... Different topic, I'm sorry. Oh Yeah, you get my blood boiling on that. Um, but yeah, Galarraga, the umpires have cost us in the Galarraga one, and they cost us a perfect game yesterday. And now yesterday, they'll share the blame with Tabata. But that umpire needs to say, no, you leaned into it, that you don't get first base. Yeah, that, that would be the right, the correct call. Right. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Because, I mean, what if the bases are loaded, all right? And it's you're a 6 nothing ball game. What if the bases are loaded, end of the World Series, right? tie game, and you just jump out in front of a pitch? Do you right. get, do you get to uh, walk in and run? Or, or not walk in, but bases on balls in a run? Right now. Or, or does the ref, what's the rule say, Mike? I'll have to look check it the, up. The check, specific you rule. check the rule book. <laughs> no, but I don't know. What is the rule there? If the ball hits you, you get a base? Yeah, the, and let, um, but you have to try to avoid it or protect yourself. So the ref could say, you jumped in front of it. You don't get that base. Right. So he should have said the umpire. that. He actually can, you could get hit by a pitch that he thinks was going to be a strike, and he can call it a strike. Okay, so that was all on the ref. Home plate the, umpire. The umpire is what we call it, yeah. I think you got to put it on Tabata too, because Tabata, Tabata doing that to Tabata doing that in that situation when you're down six nothing and to take away a perfect game from a guy that way, I mean that's just it's cowardly. It's it's cowardly. It's saying that I'm not going to get a hit off you, so we're gonna we'll just do it this way. I just, but let's furthermore on Scherzer. Scherzer now has pitched the last two ball games, has faced 58 batters and given up one hit. One walk and one hit by pitch in the last two starts. They're calling it quite possibly the two greatest consecutive starts of all time. Wow, that's a very, very strong statement. Yeah. But tough to argue with. Tough to argue with for sure. And this guy... Uh, I'm. I don't know if Detroit. I know Detroit would have had to pay him to get him to stick around. But if they can ever really get Scherzer and Strasburg going in Washington, um, uh, at the same time. I mean, this, that's that team. Didn't is, they have another guy who was really? Yeah, on? they do definitely. I'm. I'm trying to think who that is. I mean, they're pitching staff right now, and they're offensively Obviously, they're also terrible. Bryce Harper. Yeah, Bryce Harper. He's not. Know, he's kind not of a bad. throwback guy. Not bad. No, he's pretty freaking good. Who's uh, the number one attraction in the world of sports? Is it? Uh, is it Mike Trout? I mean, in the world of baseball. In the world of sports. 
All sports. If you could be anywhere, my cousin, I'm on Snapchat, which is a pretty cool app, actually. I got a cousin who lives in Los Angeles, Patrick. Yeah. Do you take pictures of yourself and Snapchat them out to females? No, actually, I don't. Most uh, of my snaps are of my kids. Oh, and, that's good. Uh, my dad and my mom and, and I don't really brother. get Snapchat, so. You don't what? I don't get it. If you got on it, it would be. You would enjoy it. You should try it out if you want. You don't I have actually to. have it. And I have an account, and well, I was like... I'll show you how to use it. You can watch some entertaining snaps that I put on there. But then they're gone. Once you watch them, it's... What's so bad about that? Do you need to save everything on a hard drive? That's just weird. That's a conversation for a different day. But nonetheless, my cousin sent me a snap, okay, of him watching Mike Trout hit a home run the other night. Okay. And I snapped him back. I said, golly, not much better that you could be doing in the world of sports than in attendance watching... Mike Trout hit a home run. I remember having the similar feeling when I saw Albert Pujols in Great American hit a home run. Uh, too many the, times. <laughs> yeah. At that time, I was in person, and I thought, man, that's really cool. I got to see that. What would top that for you right now? I know that baseball is a completely different animal when compared to other sports, and that you, you know what I mean? There's so many games, 160, 162 games in the season. And, and you sure, you get to watch a ton of them each year. So there's a lot more anticipa- anticipation that go into watching a Floyd Mayweather fight or a um, something like that. Well, you know? I mean, I but, think- but, but seeing Austin Tr- or Michael, Mike Trout in person hit a home run is very special. He's, it's, so it's difficult to compare baseball to other sports. We can agree to that. I mean, are, so you, baseball- are we comparing it to like last in August, I was in the 18th green as Roy McIlroy wins the PGA Championship. Wow, that's right. So... I'm in, in the in the dark and and that finish and you know or even more so I I, and I think I've told this story on the air I happened to be walking back towards the media tent to and in, when you did it you had to go behind the tenth where they tee off for the for number ten and if you remember Rory kind of had a not a great front nine and he caught himself behind and that tenth hole kind of is what springboarded him to have a great back nine to to win the PGA Championship. I'm walking back to the media tent to grab something to eat, at the and I stop to watch Rory. Like I'm literally 15 feet behind Rory, no one between us, to watch him hit that drive on 10 that he just absolutely nutted down the fairway. And that was probably um, about as if we want to put something with a home run, you know, not winning a championship because that's a whole different deal. You know, I would have said that there would have been nothing better than to see Scherzer yesterday in that no hitter. You know, if if we're going for like unique, that, event. that's your thing you're going for is a no hitter. You're going back the no to, hitter, or per- perfect, or the perfect game. game or the the walk off home run. It'd be cool I, to see it. Baseball has so many of those. Uh, a triple play would. I was at the Reds, um, Mets opening day when the Reds hit back to back homers in the ninth to win. I was at. Wait, wait, wait! Don't tell me. It was the Don't, was is Adam Dunn involved in it? I think he was, and Joe Randa was the, for sure Golly, involved. Joe Randa, and then I was it's been a while. I was also in, in. This is probably the best one for me. Although I got to see my Niners win a Super Bowl in person. Yeah, in person. Golly, you got uh, a good list going. I was at. I was in the bleachers. And this is the the big part is being in the bleachers at Great American Ballpark when Jay Bruce hit the game winning home run. 
beat was it the Astros or the Giants to clinch the National League Central in 2010? Oh wow, that's a party. Yeah, and, they, and it, had been, it had been a long time since they they, they clinched. Yeah, and there was, I think it had been since '95 or something like there that. There was little. You had to be in the bleachers or something or like that. '98. The guys in the bleachers there, like the true. Yeah, those are the true guys. And the guy all of a sudden opens his coat and he pulls out two big champagne bottles, and it was. I mean, it was not wearing anything. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, his name was Brian. Brian the Insider. No. <laughs> I'd like to see an unassisted triple play in the same game where I see a, 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 a perfect game. That's all I want, Yod. Well, that you know, in the Scherzer no hitter yesterday, in the eighth inning, a ball gets past the second baseman, two outs in the eighth, and the right fielder charges the ball and throws the guy out at first. Wow. Yeah, the save the no hitter. I mean, that was. Nair Morgan or something? Who is the outfielder who's a gold glove caliber guy for the, the Nationals? I'll bring it up. Okay. But um, I'm going to go out to a little Everclear, Ardell Alexakis, father of mine. Good one. This was a good one. All right. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. We appreciate you tuning in this morning. Be sure to stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Mike Andolfo, Kelly Patrick here. Wishing everyone a happy Father's Day. 1450 WXVW, this is the Weekend Sports Buzz. If you want to call in, we got about 25 minutes left to go on the show. The Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line, 384-1450. And of course, after the day, Kelly, you going to go spend a little time with your kids? I definitely am. I will. And then uh, I am too, going to go and... Uh, finish uh my big thing is i'm real simple on father's day of course everyone knows that my pastimes i like to enjoy some of kentucky's finest and uh you know have a cigar or two smoke uh smoke meats on my big green egg and watch a little golf and hang out with the kids and it's gonna be great i'm excited about watching the golf i really am major golf we were talking at the at the watching some highlights from the baseball yesterday I, i love watching baseball highlights probably more than any other professional sports highlights there are but major golf championships create some of the best drama that there is and the storylines today with the golf there it's no different we talked earlier about dustin johnson and his party lifestyle and dustin johnson's going for his first ever major which uh you know it seems hard to to think because he seems like he's always in the conversation for the major uh jason day also tied for the lead at four under. There's four guys tied for four under. Three of them are, are three names that everyone knows that are best golfers in the world. Jason Day also looking for his first ever major. Battles vertigo. Has a case of vertigo hit him Friday, so much so that he has to lay down on the course. 
They drug him up, basically, so he can play on Saturday. He almost called it quits. I wonder what kind of drugs they give him. I have no idea, but it's got to be something to help stabilize him, right? Got to be. I mean, it's got to be pretty strong stuff. They He almost called it quits after the third hole yesterday. Ends up shooting two under on the day and getting to the point where he is uh, tied for the lead for the U.S. Open. We have Jordan Spieth. After dominating the Masters, again, tied for the lead on uh, uh, the final day going into this U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. And no golfer since Tiger Woods has won the U.S. Open and the Masters in the same year since 2002 with Tiger Woods. And we have uh, Kentucky's own J.B. Holmes in the top eight. Under There's only eight guys under par, and J.B.'s one of them. There's four guys at four under and four guys at one under. And uh, so he's within four shots, and that, and that could happen. You know where they get it. There's also been a lot of criticism about this course too. I don't have you followed that at all. Kelly? Yeah, the Rock Quarry. It was uh, not a not a very pretty place. The, the 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 players and their wives are not happy with it. Well, they're also going through a, a very strange drought. You know, it's very dry there. The course is very hard. The greens are going very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ch- they have a very interesting way. They certain holes they it's a par 5 one day they don't do anything to it and then the next day it's a par 4 did you know that no i didn't know that They're very bizarre the weekend golf guides are the show that follows us each and every week today they will be broadcasting live from Woodhaven Country Club in the Fern Creek area so be sure to tune in uh, i'm sure talking about this stuff got to be uh, 1450 WXVW today uh, john and them do a great job covering um, everything that has to do with the world of golf the very cool lifestyle golf is. Um, I'm not there at that point in my life yet, Mike, where I get to play much. I don't play hardly at all. I don't either. I, I like I said, I do like watching it. I just I don't really get to play. I mean, I don't just don't really have the time to be good at it. What do you think you would shoot if you were being honest? Oh shoot, man! I mean, 120. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We should play sometime. <laughs> Seriously, Rocco actually started taking it up. So he's uh, he at eight. You know, he started playing, and he's. Uh, He's liking it, so I don't know. I'm, I'm sure if, if he gets more into it, then you it's going to have to force me to get into it. My brother and my dad play together a lot. Yeah? I talked to him yesterday. They were on the course playing. Is your, are you kind of like the black sheep where your dad just doesn't want to hang out with you? I don't know what it is. But I think that's, he, he just won't return my calls. <laughs> I don't know. You could say black sheep, but I'd be more apt to say just because your I don't brother, even know where your my brother dad calls is. him and is like, hey, dad, let's go play golf. And you call me like, hey, dad, I need some money. <laughs> it could be it. That <laughs> is that could what be, it is? It could be it. <laughs> So, all right, that's fair. But, no, but you and I should play some golf. That would be it would be entertaining. Okay, because I I, I I can hit the ball pretty far sometimes. Can you sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Tiger Woods, who on the 18th of the I'm first round, I'm definitely I'm definitely better than Tiger Woods. He he ground balled uh, down the second base on the. Did he? Yeah. The Tiger again shooting over 80 had his worst round ever in a major on on uh, Thursday. Didn't make the cut. Surprisingly enough, did you see where they Vegas released the odds? And he was the 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 money to for him to make the cut was the underdog. Like he was the the smart money was on him not making the cut. Wow! And he, of course he didn't. So he's done, right? No, I, I wouldn't say he's done. Come on now. No, the people people. Uh, David Duvall had a horrible downfall and then came back. He didn't win a major that though, did he? No. Um, all right, let's think of a good example of somebody who hit rock. Greg Norman, he because golfers can you can see a guy randomly be out of it and be like, oh my god, I didn't even know he was still on the tour. Tiger's only what thirty eight, 
39. Yeah, I think he's a year older than me. Something like that. Or he were the same year, but he's earlier than 76. Tom Watson is 65, and he hasn't even hit his prime yet. Yeah, there's a big difference between <laughs> I'm just Tom kidding. Watson and Tiger's swing. That's the thing. It's like Tiger's – first of all, Tiger's swing is so broken right now. And then, uh, But that doesn't mean that he won't be able to fix it at some point. What else is he going to do at this time? I don't know. I mean, go to Perkins and I – mean, Clearly, he's going to clean up at Perkins. I mean, that's, that's what I would do. Easy pickings. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But – uh, other than that, what's he going to do at this time? Other than work on his golf swing, maybe get his old golf swing coach back. But you know what the amazing thing is? Is I think that this has been a good major championship for for them because uh, it's obviously on the prime time on the East Coast. Tiger has not been a factor or at all, and neither really has Rory. Even though Rory did qual- make the cut, neither is Phil. And Phil's not there, but you got three there's still other guys. Name, name recognition. Yeah, there's still name recognition, and people are tuning in and caring about it. We talk all the time when it comes to boxing about the ca- casual sports fan and name recognition, how valuable that is. Right. Adrian Bronner fought last night. He's maybe the 500th best boxer in the world, but maybe the fifth most popular within the United States. And most people definitely like. I didn't know who Sean Porter was, but I do now. Yeah, and uh, so it Sean helps Porter. because Absolutely. you watched it. It helps. It's name recognition, and in golf, the longer that we have guys like Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth be in the running for these these um, majors, the better. It helps. Yeah. I, ideally, Jordan Jason Day, Jordan Spe- Jason Day, Australian. Ricky Fowler's uh, didn't have a good U.S. Open, but Ricky Fowler's another guy that they could really because he kind of has that kind of edge to him, and he's he's more you know I, I think he would. Uh, Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth are both young guys, but Jordan Spieth is not necessarily going to um, attract more twenty-year-olds to watch golf, or Ricky Fowler could. You know that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, Ricky Fowler's got a very much so uh, wide-reaching crossover appeal. Exactly. He's a, a BMX rider. He wears like he'll wear a hat that looks you know more like a hat you would see a eighteen-year-old kid. Uh, Going, coming out of the movies with instead of you know going to play golf. J.B. Holmes is tied for fifth place. He is man for in the money list. In the money list, but he's tied for fifth place. Fifth place in the uh, leaderboard. Right. He, Jason Day, Justin, Dustin Johnson, Brandon Grace, and Jordan Spieth are all four under. Right. And then there's Louis Alstazen, Smith, Shane Lowry, J.B. Holmes, all at, at one under. So J.B. Holmes, Kentucky's own man, getting it done. Doing well. He's going to earn some money. That's how you stay high on these money lists. Is by finishing the top ten. Yep, so, and doing it, it consistently. That's what Ricky Fowler's so good at. Yeah, again, not he doesn't not win. This he one. doesn't win majors, but Ricky Fowler finishes in the in the money a lot. Those guys, man. I mean, to think about what JB Holmes is on the money list right now. You have that up there. The is money it? list. Yeah. No, I can bring it up. I can, um, and to see that he is. He's already pulled in like three and a half million dollars a year or something like that this year, and it's uh, it's it's incredible to see him do so well. And you know he's he's out of these young guys, he's one of the older ones. We're gonna head to a break. We'll be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Stay tuned. Father of 
Alright, welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Mike Gandolfo and Kelly Patrick here. Last segment of today's show here on Father's Day. Hoping that everyone has a outstanding Father's Day, whether you're a father or you, you have a father, one way or the other, and you get to enjoy the day with uh, the special guys in your life. Uh, we actually have two very special guests today here in studio. John, Caitlin, how are you all today? Good. So these are Kelly's kids. So we're gonna we're gonna give them a, a, a really hard interview right here. Okay, John, how old are you? Six. You're six years old. Favorite sport? Um, I play baseball and jujitsu. Well, I want to try to play basketball. And you're gonna do basketball? You did basketball camp this week, and you're going to basketball camp next week. Is that right? Um, I'm gonna go to shooting camp. Shooting camp? To shoot the basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Learn how to shoot it well. All right, Caitlin, what about you? Now, Caitlin, how old are you? Seven. Seven years old, so you're the oldest. Uh-huh. And what are your favorite sports? Uh, basketball and softball. Basketball and softball. Awesome. So yeah. are you playing softball or t-ball right now? Are you into so- softball. Coach pitch? Uh, no, the machine pitch. The machine pitch, yeah? What position do you like to play in softball? I like to play catcher, except I always have to play right field. That means you have a strong arm. If you have right field, by the way, you have to be able to make the throw to the third. It's really important. If you, yeah, that's good. Right field. Right do you, field's do you guys have any favorite sports teams? Um, uh, I like the Louisville Cardinals. Oh, that's no. too bad. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you like the Kentucky Wildcats, right? No. No. I don't either. You don't like the Kentucky Wildcats? Nope. Oh man. My friend does though. Yeah, that's good. You can be friends with them. Just don't touch them. <laughs> Don't, just don't bring them home, right? Just don't bring them home. Don't I mean? Don't spend too much time. Now, with them. what do you want to say about your dad here on Father's Day? You got anything? Um, I send him letters. He mm. has necklaces right here. Yeah, you all they they made him some nice uh, necklaces for for him to wear and some homemade cards, which is yeah. always nice. You have a good dad. Yeah. What is the favorite thing that you could do with your dad? Do um, this thing when play we back. do play this sport. You like to play sports with your dad. Okay, what's your favorite, Caitlin? Mine's at nighttime when it, we do sandwich things when we get on top of each other, and when I'm on the <laughs> bottom and then everyone's on top of me. Oh, we do that with my kids, too. <laughs> so th- does he squish you? Now, what would hurt more, if I sat on top of you or your dad sat on top of you? Uh, you my dad sat right on in. top of me. You know, I got your dad probably by a good 100 pounds, <laughs> more than likely. I think I would squish you. You know, you know what's something neat that's sports-related that they enjoy doing with me, and Caitlin in particular likes doing with me, is watching old historical boxing matches on YouTube Yeah, and scoring them round by round. Yeah? Uh-huh. You know how to score boxing matches? Yeah. Which, um, who's your favorite boxer? Uh, I don't know a lot of names, but all the... All Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Muhammad Ali's a good one. That's yeah, good. that's the only boxer name I pretty much know right now. You know that... I have a picture at home of Muhammad Ali holding me in his arms when I was John's age. <laughs> Can you believe that? He's got me in his arms. He's got a fist up there. That was back before he was uh, so sick, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Muhammad Ali, that's a really good one because he's from Louisville. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Yeah. John, what I, else you got? I also um, I left. Like basketball, I have a basketball at home. I was dribbling it. Yeah. 
Can you like drink right hand and? I do. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you got to do that. You got to go with both hands. What about you, Caitlin? I like basketball too. We have our own basketball basket on our in our in our backyard. You have one in your backyard. That's pretty awesome. You go out there and play sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. My little girl, she likes basketball. That's her favorite. But she also plays softball, just like you. Basketball and softball are her two favorites. And then my little guy doesn't do jujitsu, but he does judo. So judo and golf are his two favorites. And then he's gotten into getting on the kayak. He likes the kayaking. So what about, where, where, real quick, what is your favorite subject in school? Caitlin, you get to go first. Math and reading, because yeah, last year in kindergarten, I got the, um, the best reader in class. The, the very best reader in class? You must get that from your mother. No, I get that from my dad. From your dad? <laughs> I didn't even know your dad knew how to read. Do you read your dad? Do you read your dad bedtime stories, or does your dad read you bedtime stories? He reads me bedtime stories, except I look at I can't I don't like books without words. Without words? I've never really seen books without words. They'll, you know what they call books without words? Picture books. They call them U of L textbooks. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call them. That's no, it. they don't. Yes, that's exactly what they call them. So it's, it's not, I don't think they do. No, it's it's not true, guys. <laughs> what about? John, are you going into kindergarten this year? Um, no, I'm going in first grade. You're going to be in the first grade? Are you on the same class, same grade? No. Uh, no. no. Okay. I'm in second grade. You're going to second grade. Okay. So what's your favorite subject in school? Um, math. Math? Are you really good at math? Mm-hmm. Yeah? What makes math so much fun? Um, I like, like the minuses, the pluses. He's really good at it. At minus and pluses? Mm-hmm. All right, so are you ready? I'm going to give you one right now. What's 2,034 minus 6? Do you know it? I was trying to be somewhat of a, of a jerk. 2,026. 2,028. Wow, I was about that's to say really that. Good. Really good. Really, really good. Fantastic. That's really good. So, Kelly, you must be a very proud father. Yeah, I am. You want to say anything to these two guys on, on Father's Day? They're not too bad. They're not too bad. Okay. You guys aren't too <laughs> <laughs> they, they like Johnny likes wrestling with me. Caitlin likes judging our our, uh, our combination of boxing, kind of a mix, just basically mixed mix, martial arts, mixed martial they arts get in the cage. matches that we do on a bed. Yeah, uh, Caitlin judges. I normally win, right, Johnny? No, I do. Do you are you a, do you go, do you pin your dad or is it a submission type thing? I hope it's kind of a submission. I slap him in the back. That's it. All right. <laughs> Does your dad tap out? I actually. No. Get your dad to tap out. That's what we need to have happen. <laughs> I act. I actually judge it, and sometimes Johnny gets daddy spankings, and then Johnny's disqualified. He's disqualified for hit below the belt. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, da- that's you da- like to play the referee. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny and Daddy actually take off the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Did uh, there's the uh, there's sometimes though in wrestling where the referee takes the side of someone else. So what I want you to do is pretend like you're the referee next time, and then you both team up on your dad and you take him out at the same time. Can you do that? Yeah. Like Johnny's on, get him, you get him too. All right? And then pin him down and then tickle him until he pees in his pants. <laughs> would that be funny? No, I think yeah. Caitlin yeah. would do that. Caitlin no, would do that? No, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She Caitlin, did that before. she looks like she's ready for it. So. All right, guys. We appreciate you guys coming on the air Tickle with us this morning. But before we let you go, anything else you have to say? Go cards. Uh, anything else you got? Um, tickling is my worst fear. Tickling is your worst fear. Okay. Thank you guys very much for coming on. Have a good basketball camp next week. 
I think I'm signing up too, maybe. Awesome. All right, guys. should be great. Enough there. Thank you. All right. <laughs> That's a great way to end the show right there, man. No, that is. a very, very nice uh, nice treat to be able to have them on. So, uh, you know, Father's Day, you know, being a dad is, uh, like we said earlier, one of the greatest things that there is. You know? It definitely is. No question about it. Keep in mind, right after us at the 12 o'clock hour, we do have those weekend golf guys. Great programming. They're actually syndicated in many different markets. Um, and they're live today from Woodhaven Golf Course in the Fern Creek area. So stay tuned if you want some good analysis of the U.S. Open. That's what we're looking forward to today. The U.S. Open. US Open. We're not really looking at the Reds. We're not looking at anything else. But right now it's the U.S. Open, and all eyes are on uh, Jordan Spieth or Dustin Johnson, whoever it is that will pull this out. Hopefully it's one of those two guys. Yeah, I would like to see... Jason Day's good, but he's he's Australian, and we don't mind Australians. They're fun to drink with. But a U.S. guy needs to win, right? The U.S. Open. Exactly. And, but not only that, but to see Jordan Spieth, not only because of the brand, but because if Jordan Spieth was able to win and then go into that British already having two legs of the uh, of the of golf's uh, majors, of the Grand Slam, that would be, uh, be pretty big news. I mean, I think that would really... Uh, draw a lot of attention to. I think the British is in St. Andrews this year too. So, uh, historic course. Uh, you know, it'd be fantastic if that's what, the way it is. And the, the PGA. You know, are they going back to Whistling Straits? I think. I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to check. I don't know. So yeah, good luck to Jordan Speed today, and or JV Holmes coming from behind, right? Oh golly, I, that would be ideal for the area, obviously. Yeah, that would be and, and an American, obviously. But um, Jordan Spieth or, or or Dustin Johnson, Jordan, just to be let's all right, let's go ahead and put it all aside. Rory McIlroy has made a case for being a superstar. Yep, Jordan and Jordan Spieth's right there. Yep. So if we really want what's best for the sport of golf, uh, we want a Scottish and American guy vying for the top golfer in the world, right? Why Scottish? Because that's where golf is born. Okay, I'm talking about the U.S. fans, the people who are engaged, the okay. people who, 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 who drive the ratings here in the United States. I think people like a U.S. first international story, and I think I, I also think Rory captures a lot of people here, don't you? Oh, I agree. Rory, although not American. No. Uh, he, you're right. Okay, so I can go with that. But, but I think Jordan Spieth has won and done his affiliation with the University of Texas. Is that the biggest university in this country? It's got to be up there, right? Up there with the biggest yeah. athletic programs out there. So huge fan base, huge following. I can't even imagine if he would have went to Louisville or Kentucky. Right. Imagine how big that would be. Well, J.B. Holmes. True. You know, I, I, J.B. Holmes it, is definitely not as big of a deal as as Jordan Spieth, but, and, and J.B.'s 12 years older. But, um, you know, we got a local guy, Justin Thomas, too, who's got a chance to kind of come up through the ranks and be that guy, too. Very true. Been a great show, Mike. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next Sunday from 10 until noon for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. buy you a garden where your flowers can bloom. I will buy you a new car. Perfect sound.